Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you. Looking forward to the next hour, answering your calls, taking your questions and your prayer requests. Uh, if you don't know the number already, if you're, you haven't listened too many times before or caught the number, let me give that to you and maybe jot it down, put it in your phone or uh, tuck it away or dial uh, right now, 303-690-3000. That is the number to call no matter where you're at, 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand, and if you prefer to text, give me a short uh, one sentence text if you could. And the number for texting is different: seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven is the text line. But I'd love to actually talk to you uh, if you're able to do that. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. If you want to call, welcome to all our listeners uh, in uh, Colorado and Wyoming listening on Grace FM, and of course all our Truth FM listeners, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee. Welcome to all of you, and then all listening on Hope FM, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Welcome to you again. Same number for all three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I'm Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel. In Parker, Colorado, you can get more information about our fellowship, CalvaryChapelParker.com. CalvaryChapelParker.com, including service times Sunday morning, 9, 1045 a.m. Uh, a couple options for you there. And then, of course, today, Wednesday, Wednesday night, we have a 7 p.m. service. We'll be continuing in the book of First Kings, uh, chapters 11 and 12 which uh, if you are extraordinary in terms of your memory, uh, you probably remember that uh, that is the section where uh, Solomon walks away from the Lord. He passes away. The kingdom then passes to his son Rehoboam. The kingdom is then divided, and we have Jeroboam and Rehoboam and the altars of the golden calf. I mean, it's rich, rich section of Scripture we'll be going through. Uh, that tonight at Calvary Chapel Parker, a message entitled Torn, First Kings 11 and 12, 7 p.m. tonight. You get directions, calvarychapelparker.com, or join us Sunday, as I said, 9 or 10.45 a.m. Uh, looks like we've got all our lines open and available if you want to give us a call here. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, 303-690-3000. Uh, or, as I said, you can text as well, 720-336-0897. have a prayer request here from somebody uh, who is thinking that they might be pregnant obviously wants to be, uh, based on the comments, uh, pregnant. We want to just lift this uh, uh, this person up. Uh, Lord, I just uh, thank you for uh, a new life, Lord. And uh, and if that's indeed uh, what is going on with this woman, we just uh, we pray 
Uh, Lord, we, we pray uh, that, uh, that if that's what you're desiring to do, then indeed uh, that is what is uh, taking place. And if there is a, uh, uh, a young one growing, that they would grow uh, and serve you and, and uh, have the knowledge of you uh, very early on and walk with you always and uh, be gifted by you and have your spirit upon them. So I just pray for this family, that you would bless them and that your desire uh, would be accomplished, Lord, uh, in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, uh, we can pray for you. We can, uh, you know, we can chat with you on the air, whatever the case uh, may be. Looks like we've got some other texts. We'll do our best to get to as many uh, of those as well. Uh, looks like we uh, also have another text from Regina in uh, Longmont, Colorado, Prayer, uh, looking for prayer for her son who's having problems with his heart. Sounds like this has been uh, is uh, congenital. It's been going on uh, his entire life. Lord, I just lift up Regina and her family. I lift up her son. Uh, to you, Lord, and and we pray for healing just because uh, someone is uh, uh, born of a condition. Uh, Lord, we see that in the Bible, and uh, Jesus healing a man uh, who was uh, 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 disabled since birth, Lord, blind from birth. And so, Lord, we just pray uh, that you would... Uh, that you would work, and, and nothing is too recent, nothing is too old. And so, Lord, we just pray for this, uh, this, this boy's heart, Lord, that you would just touch him, uh, that you would heal him if that's your will, uh, Lord, that you would take him through uh, regardless uh, of what the outcome uh, is physically, Lord, that you would just bless this family and encourage them even in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 303-690-3000. Do we have Sean in New Jersey? Do we have Sean? Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Sean? Doing, welcome. Buddy? Yeah, Not welcome. Not too bad. How you doing? Really well. Thanks for calling in. Good. I just want to call. You know, normally, you know, I uh, normally I call in, ask questions, and and, and my sta- my radio stations lock my car. I spend a lot of time in the car, but I want to call uh, this time just to say thank you. Um, you know, I you know, I pray that I'm in God's Word as much as possible, and uh, Hope FM, uh, Grace FM, has given me that avenue to be in God's Word, and I don't think um, we thank you guys enough, and, and I pray for you guys, you know, that uh, you keep spreading God's Word, and uh, there's a lot of times people ask questions that I'm like, wow, that's a really good question, and, you know, and, and it, you know, we're told to be Bereans, and I appreciate you guys, and I just called to say thank you. Well, you know what? I really appreciate your your heart because uh, so often, if you're anything like me, uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, you you're not always uh, you're thinking about what you're interested in or what you want to ask about or getting your question answered, and and not necessarily just uh, being appreciative. And I think about my prayer life sometimes that way. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes I'm always going to the Lord looking for something instead of just telling Him thank you for everything that He's done. So I appreciate yes. your your attitude of gratitude and uh, and yes. calling in and 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 saying thanks. You know, the best thing I I, I think a lot of other people uh, in ministry would agree. Um, the best thank you is seeing people doing well. And yes. uh, that 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 means the most to me when I see people and they. They listen to the show uh, or they come and they hear a Bible study or, you know, come week after week and hear Bible studies and then they're doing well. That that's that blesses me. That's yeah. that's all that, that's all I need right there. So keep doing well. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for you guys. I appreciate hey, it. Appreciate God it. bless Th- you guys. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for calling in, Sean. Take care. God bless you. All right, buddy. God bless you. Bye. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. CalvaryChapelParker.com is our web address if you want to get more information. Let's go to Christopher in Fountain, Colorado. Christopher, welcome. Hello, sir. I want to thank you guys, and uh, your show helped me to grow, and I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. What, 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 uh, what's your question today? I have a question about um, about heaven and the seeds uh, in heaven. My mm-hmm. question is, where does the Holy Spirit sit? But I know the Heavenly Father has a seat. The Messiah has a seat. There's four cherubim in front of the throne. There's seven candlesticks of the seven spirits uh, with names which they do, and then the twenty-four elders on the side. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say? Is it safe to say that the Holy Spirit sits amongst all them in heaven, because when you're in oneness with the heavenly king, uh, through the spirit, um, he dwells in all of us when we're in oneness. Is it safe to say he is sitting up there with all them in heaven? Yeah, you make a very good observation, and and um, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 4, it speaks of the seven spirits who are before the throne. Um, you make a good observation that there is the, the, the throne of the Father, there is the, the throne of the Son seated at the right hand uh, of the Father, the right hand always being the, the place of preference uh, in, uh, throughout Scripture, not just in, in, in heaven. And then in Revelation 1-4, we see it uh, speaks of the seven spirits who are before his throne. So it doesn't seem that the—and the seven spirits uh, speaking really of, of the, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit and speaking of the Holy Spirit himself, uh, I believe, and uh, as well as uh, a lot of other commentators would hold— Hold that position, and if you look at Isaiah the eleventh chapter, and also the third, fourth, and fifth chapters of Revelation, uh, I, I think it supports that uh, that idea. So the Holy Spirit doesn't seem to have a throne, but 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 that would kind of make sense, and I think go along with your comments in that you know the the Holy Spirit, the advantage of the Spirit is is that He's everywhere, you know, and and it's not that Christ. Uh, cannot be uh, omnipresent, uh, but we see that attribute more clearly in, in the Holy Spirit. In fact, that's one of the reasons that Jesus told the disciples, he said, it's to your advantage that I go away, because if I go away, then the Father will send the Spirit. And and see, Jesus was, when he took on human flesh, uh, and when he walked this earth, n- no longer in, in his resurrected body, but, but in that state, uh, he was limited to a specific place and time in terms of his presence. But the Holy Spirit is not limited in terms uh, of presence. And so uh, that's why, you know, I think that we see the Holy Spirit before uh, the throne and encompassing much more than the place of a throne. Awesome, my brother. I just need a little clarification. And like always, uh, the Heavenly Holy Spirit blesses your channel, and I receive blessings through you guys, and you always uh, answer my questions. I appreciate you guys so much, and may God bless you and everybody listening. Hey, thank you for that, Christopher, and we appreciate you, you listening, calling in with your questions. Keep, keep joining us on this program. I will, my brother, and God bless you, and you enjoy your day. God bless you. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Diana in Aurora. Diana, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Jason. Hey, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Doing really well. What's on your mind today? Um, I have a prayer request for my grandson. He, I guess, for the last few days has been having, like, severe leg pain. And he's four years old, and his lymph nodes are swollen. Mm-hmm. And they took him to the hospital. They're, for some reason, they're going to do surgery. I don't know the, the whole thing. But his blood work and everything came back all good. There's, like, nothing wrong. So um, they just have him on anti-inflammatories and some rest. Mm-hmm. But uh, also in the prayer request, my son and daughter-in-law have fallen away from the Lord. They both were raised in Christ, and so if you could just pray that maybe somehow this would bring, you know, bring them back to him also. Yeah, and and we'll pray, and, you know, uh, the Lord can heal, the Lord can work through it, and, and the Lord can also work in others. Um, yeah. You know, and that's the, <laughs> we, we don't always know what the Lord is doing. Sometimes, you know, we don't see it till uh, till much later. But let's go ahead and, um, and, and just lift that up, Diana. Thank you. Father, Father, I thank you so much for Diana. I thank you, first of all, for her heart for you uh, and, and that she loves you and she's doing well in you. And, and, and Lord, the ability, because she is, to be able to intercede for her family. And, and Lord, we just thank you for that. I lift up her grandson. I, I pray for his healing, Lord, if that's your will. And, and I pray for you to sustain him. I don't, I don't know uh, how difficult it is. Uh, uh, none of us really does uh, when we see somebody else going through things. Uh, but I'm not sure how hard it is. But I just pray that, that it, if you can ease that, uh, Lord, what he's going through, Lord, that you would be with him. But we pray for healing. And, and we know that if that's what you want to do, that you can do it. it, it it's not even uh, a difficult thing for you. So we pray that your will would be done. We pray that yes, you would Lord. work through this, Lord, that, that this would be an opportunity uh, for um, uh, her son and, and his wife uh, to come back to you, Lord, that that, uh, that they would see you work. Maybe, maybe if they, uh, perhaps it's through healing or some other work that you're doing through this, uh, Lord, it, it, the way that you reach people uh, sometimes is ways that we can't even conceive. And so we pray that you would just reach into their hearts, Lord, and that you would use this to draw them back. Yeah. That you'd bless this family and that you'd Thank work you. in other people, Lord. We don't want to limit it to uh, her mm-hmm. grandson and to her son and uh, and uh, his wife, her daughter-in-law, but w- anybody else, Lord, that you mm-hmm. desire to work through uh, through this. We, we pray that, that you would have the widest ranging uh, work possible. And so we give it all to you. Uh, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank hey, you so you much. Yeah, thank you so much for calling, and, and maybe uh, call us back uh, when uh, when you have an update. Yeah, well, thanks. Have Take a great care. night. See you. You too. Bye. 303-690-3000. Let's go to uh, Brian in New Jersey. Brian, welcome to the program. Welcome. Hey, thanks. How's it going? Hey, great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, what's on your mind today? I have a couple things. Uh, I'm, I'm falling into a deep depression uh, lately. I have a lot of faith, and I know the Lord's guiding me, and I know He's always with me. But you know how you are sometimes, because we're of this world. Mm-hmm. We uh, get to the point where we get to a, a, a roadblock or a stumbling point, and uh, we become weak, and and we, we just need prayers, and uh, we need to be uh, of faith and uh, I just need your prayers, but my other question is, beyond that, is I've been a Catholic my whole life, but now I'm a Christian, and uh, I always felt like I was a Christian, but I never knew what the real meaning was mm-hmm. until the last couple of years. But what, what I want to know, what is this big uh, deal with uh, Ash Wednesday, and what why is it so important 
for the Catholic religion, they think they have to show up. It's yeah. like an Easter thing or a Christmas thing. I yeah. like your opinion on that. Yeah, I, I can give you some ideas on that. Of course, um, for a lot of people were probably raised like you, Catholic, and so they, they understand at least the practice of Ash Wednesday. A lot of people out there maybe don't know as uh, much. Um, of course, Ash Wednesday is, uh, you know, where uh, you you go and they rub ashes in the sign of the cross, you know, on your forehead, and you probably had Correct. that, you know, done when you were younger. And, and it's I, exactly... was actually a, I was actually a Eucharistic minister with the church, okay. and I actually did distribute ashes on Ash Wednesday. Okay, yeah, so so you're you're familiar with the practice. You probably also realize it's it's exactly 40 days um, minus Sundays before Easter Sunday. So it, it always it always falls uh, on a Wednesday. That's that's kind of an interesting little tidbit. It also uh, begins um, uh, the beginning of Lent, of course, too. So um, you know, Ash Wednesday, the the um, it's the first day of Lent. So now, what is <laughs> Lent? Lent, obviously, for those that don't know, is a kind of a time of self-denial. People deny different things for Lent. I told my wife yesterday, uh, I don't practice Lent, of course, but I that I, this year I was denying Lent for Lent. And uh, so, uh, I don't know, it just kind of, sometimes I get a little, uh, you know, uh, anyway. But, uh, You're allowed. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's a time, it's in Catholicism and, and amongst others uh, who practice it as well. Uh, there's uh, uh, a few other groups that do, um, or denominations that do. But, uh, you know, it's denial of something or fasting, you know, uh, forsaking habits and things of that nature. So, and, except and, for just the Ash Wednesday part, you're supposed to be fasting or denying something uh, to give it up to the Lord. Is that the deal? Yeah, exactly. So so that's the practice of it. But I think the heart of your question is, you know, why is it so – I believe what you said is why is it so important to the Catholic It seems like religion. it's a big deal, yes. It is a big deal. Like and, they fill and, the church up on Ash Wednesday. Let me, let me tell you exactly what, what, what I believe the reason is. In, in Catholicism, Catholic doctrine is, is not Christian doctrine. And I know I'm going to irritate some people when I say that. You ain't but, irritating but, me. But I'm okay. I'm okay with it because I'm going to explain to you what I mean. It, it's not meant to be an insult. It, 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 I have a specific reason for saying that. Catholic doctrine, if if you read their documents carefully, Vatican One, Vatican Two, uh, the writings uh, of the various popes, including you know Pope John Paul and and even Benedict and Francis himself, you know you you realize they all support the idea of salvation by grace and works. In other words, in Catholicism, salvation begins with what is called first actual grace. That gets, you, mm -hmm. that gets the ball rolling. But mm -hmm. with your works, you have to finish it. So Catholicism becomes very preoccupied with things like self-denial and Ash Wednesday and Lent and other religious practices that in their mind complete what grace begins. I understand. And, and so it's a works thing. And and when you have a religion based uh primarily on works, oh, works then, yes. then 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 you have to have works. You know, you right. have to you have to do something that makes you feel good about yourself. You have to feel as though you're contributing. And you can't. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Paid in full. I know. Literally. God bless so, them Catholics. Yeah. 
so you know we just keep praying sharing with our catholic friends uh i would suggest if if someone is looking for more information on catholicism i would suggest reasoning from the scriptures with catholics by ron rhodes uh reasoning from the scriptures with catholics ron rhodes uh also the roman catholic controversy by james white is another uh great book uh, a couple of great resources that'll help you better understand uh catholic doctrine and how to share with and pray for people uh, who who are in Catholicism or have come out of Catholicism. God bless. Okay. Yes. Now I need your prayers. Yes. Let's pray, and and because I can completely relate to you, it doesn't take much to get us a little discouraged. Uh, no, it doesn't. It just the it slightest really little thing. It doesn't I, take much at all. <laughs> yeah, I think of Elijah. You know, he's doing so well and uh has this great victory over the prophets of Baal, and then the next thing you know he's he thinks he's all alone and you know he's out there being fed a uh, fling uh you know by the ravens and and mm. and uh, uh kind of in a pity party and i relate to that because sometimes it takes just a little thing and we forget everything the lord has done and we're discouraged so let let me just uh pray with you brian and and the lord's gonna work i know he will Father, I thank you so much for Brian. I thank you for him calling in and just giving us an opportunity to to talk about your word and, and what it means to know you and have a relationship with you. I thank you that he does, uh, that you've worked in his life. I pray that you'd work in his life and his family and the lives of everybody around him, everybody that he meets. And Lord, when he comes to these times where he's discouraged, uh, Lord, I pray that you would be the lifter of his head. I pray that the joy of the Lord would be his strength. Jesus, you said that uh, that that your peace uh, you give to us, that your joy you give to us, not as the world gives. Uh, and so, Lord, we, we know the world can't give that. Uh, we pray that you would just uh, uh, bring that out once again, what you have put into him and what you give to him, uh, and, and just lift him and encourage him as easily as he uh, can, and we all can get discouraged. Lord, I pray that he would be just as easily encouraged and strengthened by you, that you'd come and even minister to him now by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, God bless, and may the Lord's graces fall upon you. Yeah, thank you and, for and, that. And may you have a blessed evening. You as well. Appreciate it, Brian. Appreciate your call. Thank, thank you. God bless. God bless. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, folks, if you want to join us here on Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer with you. Let's go to Bianca in Aurora. Bianca, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, I guess I'm blessed, but I do have a prayer request. I would like prayer that the Lord would would provide someone to give me a ride to a conference that's happening in May. Since I'm blind, I obviously can't drive, and the ride service I use where the conference is, the service, the that particular service doesn't go there on a weekend. So I just like prayer that the Lord would either provide someone to take me there or provide the financial means to be able to take a cab there. 
Okay, well, there's a couple of ways that the Lord can work it out right there, and probably another half dozen that we haven't even even thought of. That's the beauty of uh, uh, of the Lord, and sometimes He does it in, yeah. in, in in the most surprising ways. But let's uh, let's lift it yeah. up, Bianca, and and uh, and we'll see what the Lord does. And you'll have to uh, when the Lord answers your prayer request, you're going to have to call us back and tell us the story. Yeah. <laughs> Father, I just thank you so much for Bianca. I pray that you'd bless her, Lord. I, I thank you for her heart, uh, for you, her love for you. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that you continue to be with her and strengthen her and encourage her and continue to use her. And, Lord, we just pray that, uh, Lord, that you would bless as she goes to this conference. Uh, Lord, that you would bless and that you would work and you would minister to her, uh, strengthening her for uh, a future service of you and her walk of you. And Lord, we pray that you'd open a door for the finances or for someone else that's maybe going to this conference or someone who has the time uh, to be able to uh, to uh, give her a ride uh, to it. Or, or Lord, maybe there is a whole different way that uh, we haven't even thought of. Uh, uh, Lord, usually there is. And so we pray that you could open the door. Uh, for that as well. However you desire to work, Lord, we uh, we would love to see you uh, work in this situation, and we just give it over to you. And so I just pray uh, your blessing uh, upon Bianca. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks. You betcha. Thanks for calling, <laughs> Bianca. Take care. 303-690-3000. And uh, let's go to... Bonnie, looks like we have Bonnie in Baltimore. Bonnie, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hey, how are you? Yeah, how are you doing? I appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. Um, I had a question about the people who lived before Christ, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know um, if Jesus was the uh, sin from, uh, you know, take away sin from the world. Mm-hmm. How did How did people... Um, where'd they go, heaven or hell, when they, um, when Jesus wasn't on the earth? Was it mm-hmm. when Jesus, I just don't understand what sure. people went, you sure. know, if, they, if before Christ, what yeah. happened? Let me let me uh, let me see if I can uh, give you some information to explain it to you. Um, it's a great okay. question. So so man has always been saved the same way. Let's talk about salvation. There hasn't been okay. salvation in different ways throughout history. Man has always been saved by looking to the Messiah. The only difference oh. between Old Testament saints, uh, the apostles. And those of us that are living today is our uh, relationship to Christ and how we look to Christ in terms of our relationship to the cross. In other words, we look back on the cross. Those who lived at the time of Christ looked to Christ on the cross when he died and when he rose again. Those in the Old Testament were looking forward to the Messiah and salvation uh, in him. And so man has always been saved by looking to the Messiah. Man has always been saved uh, by faith. Abraham uh, was saved by faith. It says that he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. We know that Jacob prophesied that the Messiah uh, would come from the tribe of Judah. Uh, We know that Daniel prophesied uh, about the the Messiah and many, many, many others, most Moses prophesied of the Messiah, we, and, and, of, and of course, all of the, 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 the prophets. And so uh, we know that they were looking forward to the Messiah. And in Luke chapter 16, we see uh, that prior to Jesus coming, that they went to a place in the grave known as Abraham's bosom. 
And so oh. they they went to the place of the righteous in in the grave. There was a place of the unrighteous who are awaiting the final judgment and and hell and then there was the place of the righteous Abraham's bosom. But from the time that Jesus came, he died and he rose again, we see that that believers including those who were previously in the place of the righteous have gone to the presence of the Lord. That is their soul and spirit has gone into the presence of the Lord. Oh. The apostle Paul says uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so they're with the Lord awaiting the resurrection of the body. So believers oh. have always been saved the same way. And for oh. to have this point driven home, I would suggest that after we we get off the phone that you read through the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Because the 11th okay. chapter of the book of Hebrews talks about all of the Old Testament saints, well not all of them, but many of them uh, who were saved by faith, okay? Okay. Hey, I appreciate your call. Did that answer your question, Bonnie? Yes, it did. Okay, thanks. We've got some music playing there, folks. We're going to have to take a break, but we'll be right back. 303-690-3000. If you're holding on, we're going to get to you right after this. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we're back. Jason Vandeveer here with you on Calvary Live. 303-690-3000 was a number you probably just heard. 303-690-3000 if you want to join me on the program. Love to have you join me tonight at Calvary Chapel Parker for our Wednesday service, 7 p.m., uh, continuing in First Kings chapters 11 and 12, we have the uh, latter part of the life of Solomon, his death, uh, the transition uh, to a divided kingdom. Very, very fascinating section of Scripture. You won't want to miss it tonight. Children's ministry, youth ministry, worship, all happening tonight. You can join us on Sunday morning as well, 9 or 10.45 a.m. for Sunday morning services. CalvaryChapelParker.com is where you can get more information. Let's go to Ryan in Centennial. Ryan, welcome back to the program. Hi, Jason. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks. What's on your mind? Well, um, I called on the 12th and uh, spoke with you, asked for prayer to find a job and reconciliation with my family because I'd just been released from jail. I remember that call, yes. Yep, a couple of things. One, a praise report. I got an interview and was offered a job the very next day on the 13th. <laughs> All and, right. Uh, Awesome. I'm starting here on the 15th. Oh, that's great. Good news. Um, Excellent. I got a prayer request, though, because today has been one of the hardest days of my life. I filed for a divorce today, and I, I do have a, a question about that as well. Sure, go ahead. So I understand, you know, Jesus speaking in Matthew 5, near the end of that chapter, and the Beatitudes there um, about divorce and, you know, that a man has to give his wife a degree of divorce for adultery, um, and that's what I'm following, and, and I'm trying to discover here in going forward with the process yeah. um, what the Bible and what, what our Lord has to say about uh, cohabitating with that person, um, mm -hmm. you know, my soon-to-be ex-wife, for mm -hmm. the purpose of, uh, you know, helping my children. Yeah, um, so there's a couple, of, of course, you're referring to Matthew 5, uh, 32, and then, and then um, 
uh, it's dealt with again in 19 verse 9 as well for anybody out there listening elsewhere as well but but those are the two passages uh where jesus talks about divorce and um i i would say this that first of all for anybody listening as well you know there's that's not a requirement it's it's permissible in the case of sexual immorality but it's not a requirement uh that that someone gets divorced because there's there's adultery and so uh, in some cases there is an opportunity Uh, in many cases there's there's an opportunity uh, for the lord to work and and for there to be healing um is that in your estimation is that something that is possible in your situation or 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 is or is your wife unwilling i believe in the the lord's healing and i'm ready to receive it myself um, but I can't say that my wife is and, and willing to, to do anything moving towards that. Is she a believer, or what, what's your estimation of where she's at spiritually? Uh, spiritually bankrupt. Yeah. And, and does she does she go to a church? Is there anybody that she would listen to or would speak to, or, 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 or what do you think? Um, there has been in the past, and I've... You know, in, in the past several weeks, made repeated attempts to have her join with me and, and her children at church, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, did we lose you? Are you there, Ryan? I think we might have lost, uh, we might have lost Ryan, unfortunately. Let's, let, we'll, we'll give a second. Uh, did we, uh, is that line dead? Did we lose Ryan? Let's see. Looks like we might have lost, uh, Looks like we might have lost Ryan. Unfortunately, his call uh, got dropped. So let me kind of wrap this up uh, based on the information that I got from talking to Ryan. Then we can move on. And if we, if Ryan, if you're still able to hear us uh, and you can call back, we'll get you back on the program. But um, but my encouragement is this, uh, Ryan, if you if you're able to hear and others. Um, Basically, you know, I wouldn't rush. I would give the opportunity for for the Lord to work, and and I wouldn't rush into anything uh, in terms of. Uh, I, I don't know if I couldn't tell from the the way the call was breaking up if if your wife filed for divorce or if you filed for divorce. But uh, but I would slow that whole process uh, down as much as your wife is willing to cooperate and and pray and and uh, and and seek counsel uh, from your pastor and those in the church that you're attending um, and and pray for your wife to be willing to seek that now that said uh, you know um, in terms of cohabitation you know if you pursue down the road of divorce then you know you've pursued the road of divorce and 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 cohabitation wouldn't really be proper in 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 that state you're you're no longer married anymore so um you know it, it was mentioned doing that for the sake of the children i think the the better thing to do would be to especially if your wife is thinking that way is rather to to work things out obviously in the marriage uh and and not go forward with the divorce uh at all um so that would be my encouragement to you on on that subject ryan let's pray father we just lift up ryan and um, Lord, I just pray you continue to strengthen him. I thank you for providing a job for him and blessing him and answering that prayer. Lord, I pray that you'd heal his marriage and bless his children, Lord, and work in his wife's life and, and, and work in her heart and, and draw her back uh, into a, a, a relationship, a right relationship with you and put people in her path and in her way who, who will share uh, your truth and encourage her. And Lord, we just pray, uh, if possible, that there could be healing in this situation. Uh, 
regardless, Lord, we pray for wisdom for Ryan uh, in moving forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, let's uh, move forward here. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Justin in Baltimore, who's been waiting patiently. Justin, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Jason. I just wanted to lift up a praise. Uh, this afternoon, my brother and his wife uh, delivered a healthy baby boy in Austin, Texas. And, Congratulations. Uh, we're just so thankful for that. Ah. And um, I just would love for you to lift up some praise to the Lord. That is great. Nothing more. I, I think uh, there, I, I don't know if there's anything more exciting than, than a new baby coming into the world. That's such great news. Congratulations to you and, and to your family uh, for this uh, new, yeah. uh, new uh, did you say a baby boy? Baby boy, yep. Ah, they're first, nep- and nep- uh, they're both uh, faith, a faith-filled family, and um, I just pray that, uh, that the Lord would walk next to this little uh, baby boy throughout his life. Yes. Well, uh, the only shame is you're in Baltimore and they're in Austin, right? So uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to visit. You're right about that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we're we're planning a couple of trips already to get out there to see him. I bet you are. Well, let's pray, Father. We just thank you. I thank you for Justin and his family, Lord, and uh, for his brother and his uh, sister-in-law, Lord, and this blessing, Lord. I just pray, uh, just that you'd be with them and, and, and let them just enjoy this time and what you've done. We pray for this little boy that, that he would be raised up in you and that you would pour out your gifts and uh, your spirit upon him, that you'd use him mightily, Lord, for, for your glory. And, uh, and, and I pray for Justin that uh, he's able to get out there soon and be able to see and, uh, what you've done and, and, and celebrate, Lord, with his family. Uh, we just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, uh, Pastor Jason. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you bet. And thanks for calling in and, uh, and sharing that. I always love good news. <laughs> thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here with you. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. CalvaryChapelParker.com is our web address. If you want to get more information, I encourage you to join us tonight, 7 p.m. Calvary Chapel Parker as we continue in 1 Kings chapters 11 and 12 and uh, how about we continue now with some more calls let's go to josh a lot of east coast calls this is great josh in pennsylvania uh welcome to the program hi thank you sir how are you i'm doing really well what's uh what's on your mind okay so i have a question about jesus and his position in the trinity Mm -hmm. so jesus says when he's on earth before like creation i am and Mm -hmm. so we know that jesus you know is eternal we know that he's always been God. Yeah. When you read Philippians 2, and in some of the epistles, it sounds like once Jesus was obedient to death on a cross and he was raised to life, it seems like God the Father gives him some kind of elevated status. Not necessarily a promotion, but he gives him this name above all names because he was obedient. So I guess my question is, is is that what the Scripture says? Is Jesus kind of, uh, is he more glorified? I know uh, in Daniel it's about, you know, one coming before the Ancient of Days, and all nations, all peoples will will worship him. Um, does Jesus' status change after he's obedient? That's my question. Yeah, I, I don't believe his status changes after he's obedient. Of course, you're referencing Philippians 2.9 there, where he's highly exalted and given the name, which is above every name. Um, but uh, we see, you know, Jesus has always, he's eternally been the Son. 
so he, he has always been who he is. Of course, you're not suggesting this, but there are those that out there that, that you know, that have this, that they get the wrong sense of, uh, of begotten um, and, uh, and, and begotten doesn't have the sense of, of created. He's in context of Jesus and what's used in the scripture uh, in terms of the Greek language. But uh, uh, he is eternally uh, the son of God. Uh, John chapter 1, uh, beginning in verse 1, makes that you know, abundantly clear. And the beginning of Revelation in chapter 1, when we see him there, uh, as you alluded to, makes it abundantly clear as well. Is he's eternally the son. Uh, but what he's talking about in, in, in I think Philippians is as good, uh, chapter 2 is as good a place to, to look as any as if, if you go back to uh, verse 5 of chapter 2 there, he's talking about the mind of Christ who, who was in the, uh, being in the form of God, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he actually lowered himself, he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of bondservant, coming in the likeness of men. So he takes on, he, he's fully God, eternally God, but he takes on this additional human nature, uh, which was uh, humbling. And it says in verse 8, he was found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and he became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, as a result of that, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. So it doesn't change necessarily his status in heaven, uh, but the result of, of his obedience, his faithfulness, is, is that he has this highly exalted uh, position. But eternally, if we understand God in the eternal sense, um, you know, there there is no sense with God that 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 things happen in a sequence of time like they do in our world and 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 in our state and in our minds. And so he's always eternally been the exalted and glorified son of God because it was always eternally known that he would do these things. You see what I'm saying? So 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 the the idea that he. This is where some of these things can become difficult, I think, for us. The idea that he something is added to him is not really possible because he is eternally God. And, and when God is something eternally, first of all, he is, he is that as a whole. Nothing can be added. Nothing can be subtracted. And there's no sense of time with God because he dwells outside of time. Okay, so so no new knowledge is acquired by God. No new action is then taken based on that knowledge. It's, it's all in the eternal context, what he has always been. It's just that when Jesus intersects time, when he when he 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 drops himself, when God when God drops him into time and into space, he takes on this additional human nature. And that's where it becomes a little bit difficult. But he's eternally been the son and eternally had an exalted position. And it's because of this. Uh, in part because of this, um, but he's always been that because he's eternal. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a lofty concept. You know, it's hard. It, it makes your head hurt a little bit. Uh, a little you bit. Know, <laughs> yeah, because, you, you know, you, you could kind of talk about it, and I, I'm getting close to understanding it, but if we're honest, we can't fully grasp it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's yeah, it's amazing, and it's a, a thought-provoking question. Anytime we get into the nature of God or, or the Trinity or, or what God knows or, or how things happen with God in relationship to the things that we're aware of that have happened on earth, it becomes a challenging uh, uh, subject, but it probably some of the best conversations. That's good. Thank you very much, sir.
you betcha, and I appreciate you thinking about these things and giving us an opportunity to think about them and talk about them, Josh. Yeah, have a great night. Hey, you too. Take care. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vandiver, the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. CalvaryChapelParker.com is our web address. Hey, if you want to join us on the program now would be a great time actually to join us uh on on the program uh because uh we have all our lines uh actually open right now and so uh you know pick up the phone dial give us a call we've got about 15 minutes or so left in the program and uh be a great time actually to to join us here and uh, we've got uh looks like some more prayer requests coming in via text um and uh, uh a son that is going in for surgery next week and and the family uh looks like uh, some reconstructive surgery on his skull so we want to uh, lift up uh, this uh this uh, young person and this family father uh, i do just lift up this listener and and uh i pray for their comfort for their encouragement i pray for their son uh i pray for his healing um lord i pray that as you work through this that you would do amazing things in their life and and if you're willing that you would just heal him, I pray for his doctors, for skill and wisdom. Uh, Lord, I pray for his uh, pre-op and his operation and his post-op recovery. Uh, Lord, that you would be in all of that, that you would surround him with great nurses and staff to care for him. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would surround this family with, with people to love them and encourage them and that you would just work uh, through this situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to text us, 720-336-0897 is the text uh, number. You can text prayer requests or questions to that number. Do me a favor, just give me a, a one-sentence a simple text like that last one uh, so that we can digest it and uh, read it on the air. Or better yet, how about joining me uh, on the program here, 303-690-3000, 303 is the number uh, to call if you want to join us here uh, on Calvary Live. Just taking a look uh, at uh, the uh, the text questions here, trying to, to get into them. Here's a question about the significance of, of the ephod in the Bible uh, that uh, looks like somebody is, is wanting to know uh, uh, whether there's any significance today uh, related to uh, the ephod. Of course, of course the ephod was a, a linen a linen garment uh, worn beneath the breastplate uh, of the high priest and uh, actually uh, tucked into that uh, would be the Urim and the Thummim, uh, the, the stones perhaps uh, that were used prior to the Holy Spirit uh, being given for determining uh, the will of God in the Old Testament and the breastplate of the high priest over that uh, with the uh, stones for the 12 tribes of the of Israel and on the shoulders of the high priest, the um, onyx stones, if I remember correctly, also engraved with the names uh, of the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and of course, uh, Jesus Christ being our high priest, there's so much significance in the uh, the garments of the high priest, the linen, uh, speaking of purity, not mixed with any other um, any other fabric. Of course, that was true of uh, all of 
uh, an Israelite's garments. They were supposed to be, be pure, but the linen also designed to keep them from perspiring, uh, which uh, speaks of grace. Uh, perspiration typically associated with, uh, with effort and works. And also, as I said, of Christ as the high priest, uh, then you have all of the significance of him carrying uh, the people before God on his shoulders uh, as the intercessor. So uh, tremendous significance uh, in, the, in all of the garments uh, worn by the high priest, including the ephod. So I hope that that helps there. Uh, today, whether there's any significance to the ephod, um, I mean, I, other than the application that I've just mentioned, uh, I don't believe that there's a call for us to, to be wearing any similar garment. Uh, I do. We used to joke, though, that uh, the ephod of Calvary Chapel was the Hawaiian shirt. Uh, so, uh, because so many people and pastors wore them, but uh, no, uh, I, I don't believe that there's necessarily any requirements uh, for that today, but there certainly is application for us. So, hope that's uh, helpful for you. Let's go to Don in Aurora, Colorado. Don, welcome to the program. Good on, Pastor. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, my question is, uh, earlier somebody called and wanted to know how those people were saved before Jesus came Mm -hmm. and died on the cross. And uh, you seem to indicate, uh, well, you talked about how the Jews were saved Mm -hmm. before the cross. Mm -hmm. Uh, My question is, how were the non-Jews saved who lived before the cross? Because I know that there's a scripture that says those that did not have the law will be judged without the law. Yeah, and what we've got to remember is there's 2,500 years before the law even comes into existence in the Old Testament. So it encompasses people like Job. It encompasses people like Abraham. Uh, it obviously encompasses Adam and and and, and Noah and uh, so many subsequent uh, to that, Methuselah and 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 uh, uh, Melchizedek and uh, a type of Christ and, and and so many others. Lot, of course. And so um, these people were were saved. Uh, by grace through faith. And, and as I mentioned, uh, in context of Abraham, uh, in that conversation, of course, Abraham is 430 years before the law is given. Uh, the scripture tells us uh, that he believed God and it was accounted to him uh, as righteousness. And so um, when the law comes, there, there, there is just an, uh, a greater understanding, a greater opportunity uh, and, and, and understanding of God because of what it had been revealed to Israel uh, through the prophets and and uh, in the scriptures. Um, I think of what Paul said when he said, you know, what vantage has the Jew? And he says, much in every way to them were committed the oracles of God. And so, in other words, the, the word of God was committed to them. But but there has always been this understanding. Paul also says that, um, that, that uh, from the very beginning uh, that God's creation uh, cried out to, to humanity of his existence and, and also uh, uh, called men to seek further. And so uh, you, you see God. In other words, you're, you're not going to see the salvation plan uh, in looking at the stars, but you go out and you look at the heavens, you look at the stars, you, you look at God at work in nature, you look at God at work in your life, and it demands that you look further. And for the individual who looked further, even before the law, uh, he would be uh, like Job. He would be 
uh, like Abraham. He would be like some of the other people that I mentioned and that he would see uh, that, uh, that salvation was by faith as was prophesied uh, through, through uh, Moses and through Abraham and, and through so many others even before the law uh, that, uh, that it was by the Messiah who was coming uh, who would be the seed clear back in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, the seed of the woman. Yeah, uh, I'm in total agreement with you. Now, my um, my question is, or I, I should say, we can assume also that there were others besides Abraham, you know, mm-hmm. in in various uh, various places that God contacted, but they weren't necessarily people that are mentioned in Scripture. Yeah, or even people like Enoch, right? So Enoch yeah. walked with God, and he was not, for God took him, the Scripture says. So, yeah, you had an abundance of people uh, uh, at, at those times, as you as you look, uh, you know, from Adam on down. Uh, there there was always somebody that the Lord was working through, and 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 I believe declaring his his truth prophetically through, and the Scripture supports that. Um, right. So whether you know, so whether it's Seth, uh, who is the uh, the replacement, uh, God's you know uh, given replacement for Abel, who is slain by Cain, or or whether it's down through Enoch or Methuselah, uh, the very name of Methuselah uh, was a prophecy. Uh, his name means his death shall bring, and of course, when Methuselah died, the flood came. So God was speaking. So very clearly, he was speaking even through the names of some of these individuals. Right. In fact, All right, thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. No, I, I really appreciate the question, and, and uh, it's a lot of fun to, to, to talk about these things. Um, sometimes some things we don't always think about because we, we find ourselves limited to our own time and space and understanding of the way that it is now. Right. God bless okay, you, Okay, thank you. God bless. You betcha. 303-690-3000, Patricia in Arvada. Patricia, welcome to the program. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. Good. Um, so I listened to the Bible app, and last week, I believe, was in Leviticus, and they was talking about how the priests couldn't be near dead bodies. And I, mm-hmm. I want to know why that's such a big, significant thing for God. Why? Why is it not allowed to be around dead bodies. Yeah, it's it's not a general rule that it's not allowed to be around a dead body. It's just in the context of the of, of the Mosaic law and particularly uh, the the priests. And the priests were set apart uh, for the Lord. And so when a Jew comes into contact or is even in the same uh, tent or at that time, or room as a dead body, they become ceremonially defiled. And so they would have to go through a ritual cleansing process before they could continue their service of the Lord. So because the priests were called to be available to serve the Lord and to serve the people of God at all times, they didn't get to enjoy uh, some of the privileges, like even mourning for their dead loved ones the same way, uh, in order that they might maintain constant separation to God to serve. The same was true of a Nazarite. Anybody that took the Nazarite vow uh, wasn't able to do that. So that would include not only Samson, but Samuel, and ultimately uh, John the Baptist as well. Paul, for a time, seems to take the Nazarite vow as well. And so uh, they, in separation to God, uh, 
in separating themselves and, and, and accepting uh, that vow or the responsibility of a priest uh, needed to maintain that separation at all times. So that's not saying that you or I today, because we're, we're not under the old covenant, we're, we're not priests, we're not Jews, we don't have the same uh, requirements as you find there in the book of Leviticus, at least uh, in a lot of cases and in that case. And so you going and, and mourning a loved one or even, you know, touching the hand of a loved one as you mourn them, uh, there's no consequence uh, of that for you as a believer. Okay, that makes more sense to me now. And my second question is, um, I had prayed, and I don't know if it's because I was being um, not very, not totally truthful in this matter, but I was praying that um, God would bless my sister to work with me so that she could be Mm self-sufficient, but we weren't like you know not letting anybody know we we're related and now that she's tired it's been such a nightmare and i regret it mm-hmm. and i want to know is that wrong to do that is it wrong to feel bad for the results now well i don't the, know yeah what, what i would do what i would do is this um sometimes well, let's talk about a general question and then we can talk about your specific situation sometimes we um we we pray for certain things and and so and the worst thing that can happen sometimes is those prayers get answered in other words because we realize that as James says we're asking amiss and and we realize sometimes after the prayer is answered and so the Lord will help us back up and and if that's you know not his best for us um, move in the right direction and undo it but sometimes it's a lot of work now that may not necessarily be the case here the Lord may desire for you to work together but the Lord also desires complete honesty uh, and and truth as the Bible says even in the inward parts and so my encouragement to you is is make the truth known let people know uh, get it out there in the open apologize for any dishonesty uh, and and move forward that way okay Patricia Thank you so much. Appreciate you betcha. it. Yeah, you betcha. Sorry to cut it short. We just got a... That's okay. It's the music at the end of the show. So <laughs> God bless you. Hey, folks, appreciate you joining us on Calvary Live. We'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.